Hello, welcome to uh, the second episode of Awkward Pals with Crystal and Colton. I'm Crystal. Now I'm Colton. Hell yeah. Uh, let's. I, the first thing I wanted to talk about, uh, you know, last episode we talked a bit about, for quite a bit actually, about Zack Snyder's Justice League, but now it's out. And uh, we've seen it. Have you seen it? I, for reasons, have not seen it yet. That's fair enough. It's you know what? It's four hours long. It's it's a huge commitment to watch. Um, Would love to see it just so I could have a little bit of perspective and know what's going on and stuff like that. It's it's. I mean, it's certainly it's better than the than the theatrical cut. Um, that was to be expected. Um, I you know they're they're great things about it I, I loved I loved Cyborg as a character I thought his entire arc was great um really really can't believe the theatrical cut fucked up Cyborg so much um the Flash was really fun to see there's a great moment with him towards the end of the film do you care about spoilers can we talk spoilers uh no I'm cool with spoilers, spoilers okay um so basically they lose and like the, the mother boxes merge together the earth fucking blows up pretty much and the flash phases through the explosion so he survives this mm-hmm. and then he rewinds time and fucking fixes it and that moment was incredible to watch I think I saw something on Reddit about that. Yeah, uh, if not yesterday, but today. Um, just just a clip of it, though. It's it's a it's a pretty cool moment. Um, now I still don't care for the way Zack Snyder does Superman, <laughs> but he's his involvement in this film is pretty minimal, um, so it doesn't bother me as much. Uh, and he does the other characters pretty well too. So. Like I said, Cyborg, Flash, even Batman is better than than his previous attempt at Batman, Mm because I did not like Batman in uh, Batman v Superman at all, but he's a bit better here. Um, Wonder Woman and Aquaman are fine enough. Do you Uh, feel as though the movie had to be four hours? Oh, absolutely not. Get everything done? Absolutely not. No, it it definitely felt like I was watching an extended edition of a movie that like didn't exist. You know. Mm-hmm. Like, I think, I think if you gave me the theatrical cut of Zack Snyder's version, I think I'd really like that movie. I'd probably like it more than than this. And that's 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 the thing. I was very skeptical about this film, as I mentioned before. I ended up liking it. It's good, but but it's only good. You know, there's people out there calling it. Oh, this is the this is the best comic book movie of all time. No. <laughs> It really isn't. Is it like... Um, is it, it just... It has plenty of problems still. The first hour is so slow. Like, barely anything happens in the first hour. Could that have been cut? <laughs> Most of it could have, yeah. Most of it. There's, there's like, a few things here and there that, like, are important in the first hour, but, yeah. Um... There's, uh... The ending as well just kind of drags on. Like you get, um, you get this moment like Cyborg. He comes home. He's listening to this tape his dad left him, and it like, the tape turns into a voiceover, and it becomes a little montage of you know what what's everyone doing now? They've you know they've finished. They've disbanded the team. They're all doing their own thing. What's everyone doing? Right? Mm-hmm. You know how those team up movies end a lot of the time. There's 15 minutes left after that. What? <laughs> yeah. That, what did he fill that time with? Um, well, you got, like, the, you, you got this whole, like, Lex Luthor thing where he, like, pulls in Deathstroke and he's, he's like, hey, by the way, I know that Batman's Bruce Wayne. That's cool information, right? Um, that could have easily been, like, a mid credit scene. <laughs> um, he does a whole, like, nightmare sequence, which, like, we saw a little bit of Nightmare in Batman v Superman, but this one, it's, this was obviously, like, just an excuse to get a conversation between Batman and Joker in this movie. This was not part of his original vision, but he's admitted this, that he just wanted to make, put this scene in the movie, and he tacked it on at the end, and it's very, very clunky. 
Um, Why and did then, nobody stop him from doing something like that? Because it's because it's it's his movie. He got had they gave him the complete control. The only thing that I hear that like he actually got stopped on was the moment after this um, when we have a conversation. Bruce like wakes up from this nightmare. And he has a conversation with Martian Manhunter, who just kind of shows up at his house. Um, which, by the way, Martian Manhunter's inclusion in this movie is very weird. He has a scene where he comes in, pretends to be Martha uh, Martha Kent, talking to Lois Lane. And then he, like, leaves, and it's like, oh, it's actually Martian Manhunter. And then he fucks off, and we don't see him until the end of the movie again. <laughs> he doesn't do anything else in this movie except show up at like Bruce Wayne's doorstep and be like, Hey, I'm Martian Manhunter. Cool. Hey, you ever, you ever want, I'm, you ever want me? Give me a call. <laughs> so it's kind of a fan service. Yeah. And here's the thing. It wasn't even supposed to be Martian Manhunter in that last scene. Uh, Zack Snyder wanted it to be John Stewart, Green Lantern. And that was like the one thing that Warner brothers was like, you put that in. We're not including it. We have our own plans for Green Lantern stuff. The which last is, time they had plans for Green Lantern, it was terrible. Which is weird because like, this isn't canon, so it, it shouldn't matter that much, but... Because this thing, it can't fit into canon. Um, it just, there's no way it can fit into canon. There's just certain things. Mira talks about both her parents being dead, and then in Aquaman, we have her dad. Um, Superman keeps the black suit at the end of the movie, and in his little cameo in Shazam, you know, it's the blue suit. Um... I'm I'm actually kind of interested. I'm I'm a little bit active in the fan edit community. It's 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 fun for the most part. Um, I'd like to make a I I'd like to to make an edit for Zack Snyder's Justice League that has three main goals. One, shorten it, cut out a lot of just this unnecessary stuff. I saw someone, um, some calculation somewhere. Ten percent of this four-hour movie is in slow motion. That's a lot of movie in slow motion. It is. It's and most of it is unnecessary. Um, so what's that equate to in, in minutes? So I don't know. It's a tenth. It's a It's a twenty-four minutes of slow motion. Yeah, something like that. Yeah. That's crazy. Yeah, it's a little ridiculous. It's a little <laughs> ridiculous, and I don't know if that's counting like flash sequences where everything else is in slow motion, but he's not. You yeah. know. Even though there are flash sequences where everything, including him, are in slow motion, which is really strange to put the flash in slow motion. So then, was everything around him in like extra slow motion? Yeah, it was. It's it was weird. Um, but yeah, my my three mingles: shorten it, um, add in a couple scenes from the theatrical cut that I like, because there are good things in the theatrical cut. There's uh, this conversation between Bruce and Alfred um, about how you know he feels responsible for Superman's death. So he has to be the one to bring the team together. I really like that. Um, there's that scene in the theatrical cut where Aquaman is sitting on the lasso of truth. I really like that scene before he starts talking about how hot wonder woman is. Then I get a little (laughs) uncomfortable, (laughs) but like everything else in that scene is, is really good. And I think it's actually a nice character moment for him because he's been, he's been very closed off the entire film and then he just kind of is like letting out, hey, I'm terrified. This is, you know, I, that's a good character moment for Aquaman. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Especially um, showing someone like, I don't know, uh, who's supposed to be this super manly figure. Yeah. Emotional about things. Yeah. Like, um, that's good for younger kids to realize it's okay to be emotional about stuff. Mm-hmm. And then the third goal is uh, fit it into canon allow it to be canon yeah correct some of those mistakes um you know we get the last final shot of superman where he you know the iconic unbuttoning the shirt superman suit is underneath it um i'd replace that with uh with just the uh blue and red suit you know just say off screen he switched back to it and that allows it to you know fit into that shazam cameo just fine. You know, make sure I remove whatever part Mira talking about her parents being dead. You know, just small things that allow it to be canon. Which makes sense. Mm-hmm. Um, the biggest the biggest thing that I would have to change in, in that goal, though, is um, Cyborg's dad. 
because um, Warner Brothers wants the theatrical cut to be canon. So basically everyone's story has to end in the same place. And in, and in the theatrical cut, um, we see Cyborg's dad at the end. He dies in, in uh, Zack Snyder's version. Um, basically, he, he, he sacrifices himself to allow them to track the third mother box before Steppenwolf takes it. It's a whole thing. Um, so. That's interesting. You know, that, that one would probably be the biggest challenge to work around. Um, so we'll see. We'll see what that does. I, I won't even like start working on this project until there's like a Blu-ray release of Zack Snyder's Justice League so that I can legally copy the film and work on it. Um, when is that supposed to come out? Do we have a release date or anything? Uh, I mean, it's gotta be soon, right? It, yeah, you would think. Yeah. Capitalize on the hype a little bit. Right. Um... But yeah, overall, overall, like, it is just, it's just a good movie. It has, it still has its problems, just like anything else. Um, I think, I think it's Zack Snyder's best work with DC, though, compared to his other two movies. This one I like the most. Um, So comparing apples to oranges here, um, would this be DC's equivalent of Endgame in terms of quality? In terms of quality, no. In terms of what they're going for, probably. Okay. Well, at least in terms of what Zack Snyder's going for. he I don't know. I just felt, felt like he was always trying to go like too big, too quick. Mm-hmm. Um, like, I know he has like these big plans, but it's just, I don't know. Um, but yeah, and you know, this has, this has sparked, a, sparked a new movement, you know? We got hashtag release the Snyder Cut. That happened. So now it's hashtag restore the Snyder verse. Um, fans are now going, moving on to campaign for uh, sequels to Justice League. See what see what Zack Snyder planned for these sequels. And already Warner Brothers has said we don't have plans to do that. Um, we have you know all these other things moving forward, and we want to focus on those projects instead. Um, and all these fans are like, how can you look at the success that the, that the Snyder Cut has gotten and make that decision? It's like, whoa, 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 hold on. You, there's a lot of people talking about it right now. It has not nearly been long enough to get solid numbers on how well it's doing. Yeah. <laughs> like, On top hold of on. that, there's a business behind it that they have to exactly. adhere to. And it's, it's like... And... And... I honestly think, you know, you know, it's one thing to be like, hey, most of this movie was finished. Let's give you some money to finish up the CGI mm-hmm. compared to let's give you the budget to make two sequels. You know, that's a completely different situation, a completely different amount of money that the business is putting towards that. And so what I, what I think would be the best way, because I, I am still curious about what Zack Snyder had planned for the future, but I don't think, you know, Warner Brothers doesn't doesn't seem to want to do these sequels. I think the best way to do it, release it as, uh, as, a, as a comic book, series of comic books. There you go. Give them creative control of those. Yeah. And, and, and Zack Snyder had apparently, you know, before AT&T bought Warner Brothers, had already been uh, having those conversations uh, with someone at DC Comics about doing that. So I think... I think that's the best solution. It's not going to please everybody. You know, the fans are still going to be like, we want to see this on screen or whatever. But they'll also, they'll get at least some level of satisfaction seeing that story play out. And I think it'll really do solid numbers to help boost uh, comic sales. Do you think that the comic book medium would, um, do you think that Zack Schneider could make that jump to the comic book medium and excel in that in ways he couldn't? He's a very visual storyteller, is the thing. Like, he storyboards everything. So I think I think you, you take his storyboards and you get, like, a more professional artist to draw it. I think that that would work very well, actually. I think comic books are a medium he should try to explore. You can also do, I feel like, I mean, movies are just completely different. But with comic books, 
I don't know if it's a quicker process or not, but I feel like there's a lot more you can do with a comic book with a smaller budget, if that makes sense. Yeah, no, there there is. There is. You don't have to worry about, oh, well, we can't afford to do this because special effects or, you know, movies have a runtime, you know. Mm-hmm. I mean, you know, it's a bit harder to make that argument when we're talking about a four-hour movie here, but still, <laughs> that's a limitation that is placed on the medium of uh, filmmaking. So mm-hmm. I think he could explore a lot more of his ideas. I think he it would give him the opportunity to in, to include other characters, you know, a lot more characters than before because now he doesn't have to worry about finding an actor for them, making sure, you know, that's in the budget to add, to hire another actor. Yeah. All that. So I, w- I would like to see it a- as a comic. I think that'd be my preferred way to see it, honestly, over a movie just because... Just because the, the, it's not the direction that, that DC wants to go. Hmm. So, I mean, to kind of even draw similarities on something that I'm super passionate about, I, I love the Avatar universe, the last Airbender universe. Oh, yeah. And um, after Nickelodeon kind of dropped off, you know, the last season of Korra, I mean, they pushed it to online only and whatnot. Um, mm-hmm. Between Atla and to now, they've just been pushing out comic books and right, yeah, the dark horse has been publishing those. Yeah, and like it's been super fun to read those. So if if Zach Snyder can pull off, you know what um, Bright's been doing in the Atla universe, you know it'd Mm -hmm. probably be a welcome addition to DC. Let's let's stay on that topic a little bit because because you've heard about Avatar Studios, right? Yeah, I absolutely. That's I am so pumped to see what comes out of that. I got like a 16 inch like statue of Aang, dude. Like, yeah, I, I got I, a, the other day in the mail. I just got my Legend of Korra collector's edition steelbook stuff. Like, I'm I'm ready for it. Avatar: The Last Airbender is the, the best cartoon of all time. I couldn't get into Legend of Korra. Um, it just Isn't wasn't it for the, me. I, Isn't I, it the it's, highest it's, rated it's, show, too. I think so. Yeah, on IMDb at least. Um, now. Legend of Korra. Legend of Korra is very hit or miss. Like I've seen, like either you love it or you hate it. I haven't really seen many people that are neutral on the show. You know, I just it wasn't for me. <laughs> I just I didn't like some of the decisions that they made, um, and I know a lot of it was was Nickelodeon themselves the way that they handled releasing the show, only allowing them to do one season at a time instead of letting them do a big story like The Last Airbender had. Um, so I understand that. Um, but now that, you know, there is an Avatar Studios and we're getting getting a theatrical movie about we don't even know what it's about, but people are still pumped that it's just in the Avatar universe. We Personally. don't even know you know, is it about Team Aang? Is it is it about a completely new Avatar? Um are they adapting the Kyoshi books into a movie? That would be That's cool. what I'm hoping. I'm hoping it's an Avatar Kyoshi movie. Because um, I, I haven't read the Kyoshi books, but I hear they're incredible. And I'd, I'd I'd love to see to see more about Kyoshi because Kyoshi is just a very interesting uh, avatar. Something about Roku could be interesting as well. You know, there's there's so much lore in the Avatar universe to explore, and I'm really glad that they were just like, yeah, you know, here you go, <laughs> go fucking ham. Yeah, it's gonna be interesting too because aren't they also in the process of um, storyboarding a TV show as well? Uh, yeah, I think they're doing a they're doing a show like a Paramount Plus original, which is just like oh, all these all these streaming services are just ugh. I uh, I just recently made my parents buy for Paramount Plus on uh, Amazon. That way, uh, I could watch the dumbest show ever. <laughs> what what yeah. show is that? Reno Nine One One. So stupid. Um, you want to talk about dumb shows? I've started watching, um. Amazon has has this series called SpongeBob DocuPants that presents the plots of SpongeBob episodes as if they were documentaries. It's fucking hilarious. Is it is it included with the Amazon Prime membership? Yeah. Yeah. Alright, so I know what I'm doing later. It's so funny. Like how did that get like, it was, <laughs> I don't know. I don't know. Like it's 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 Nickelodeon. They they oh. like they did it, but it's it, it like you have a moment there's just like the person talking to the camera and um and she's like and she's like patrick adored spongebob he told him you're ready 
Sorry, one moment. I have to... Okay, sorry about that interruption. I've been handed a puppy to watch now. You're good. And uh, the, the woman the woman's talking about it, and she's like... She's like, Patrick adored Spongebob. He told him, you're ready. And Spongebob said, I'm ready. I'm ready. He was ready. <laughs> can't believe Nick did that. I know, it's... Let's see, the first, I've only seen the first episode, but the, they covered, um, they covered the, the, like, I think they covered Help Wanted, which is the one where, like, Smondrop has to get, like, the, the, the spatula to get hired at the Krusty Krab and, like, Mm -hmm. the anchovies swarm in, um, and then they moved on to the Bubble Bass episode. They covered both of those within the first episode. Um, it's. It's good. I, I need to I need to watch more of that. I'm not, but yeah. I'm literally gonna turn it on in the background and play some <laughs> switch now. Um But yeah, let's see. We we got a little off track, so let's let's get it back to, to some of the things we wanted to talk about. Falcon and the Winter Soldier had its premiere. You told me you didn't watch the whole episode. <laughs> I got through the um, the first sequence where Bucky um, I think it was a flashback or a dream or something. Or mm-hmm. he was having the dream. Therapist, and then yeah. talking to his therapist. Yeah, and that's it. You just had him talking to his therapist. Yep, and that's as far as I got to get. Ooh, so you missed a lot of the. Um, there's a lot of a lot of racial commentary going on in, um, in in Sam's storyline. That's what I heard. I'm I'm cool with spoilers too because okay. obviously I'm gonna I'm gonna end up watching it because. Mm-hmm. So. So what he does is is after he has his whole like military thing, which we can you know we can talk about some of the problems with military propaganda in the MCU. But um, luckily that wasn't the focus because after he's done with that, he goes uh, to his sister and uh, nephews, um, and uh, tries to start doing doing some family stuff. Apparently, the family has a boat. The sister wants to sell it. He doesn't want her to, because um, it's it's important to him. Mm-hmm. Um, but she can't she can't afford you know to keep the business running right now and the boat and everything. Um, so they try to go get a loan from the bank, and you know first of all we get like a little a little subtle thing where the ba- the bank is like, do I recognize you? Are you like a football player or something? Which you know, I recognize this black guy. He's famous. He must play sports. You know, that's yeah. kind of a, mm, that was like kind of the first hint that like, ah, something's up. And then it's just like, oh, we can't help you because you don't, you don't have any, any income over the last five years. And he's like, well, I didn't exist for the last five years. He's like, no, no, no. I understand that. It's just, you know, with everyone coming back at the same time, we had to, we had to tighten up, whatever. And, and, and a lot of people are, are taking that at face value and not realizing that's a, that's a commentary on race, you know? Yeah. It's an excuse. <laughs> it's not, you know? And, and they, they tried to, like, show that it was an excuse by having the sister be like, well, how come when everything tightens up, it's around us? But, like, people don't understand that this is, this is a racial commentary here. These are, these are excuses. Of course he's not going to just flat out say, no, it's because you're black. He's not going to say that, no. you know? It, and then after completely disrespecting him like this, he asks for another selfie. That's kind of fucked up. Yeah. Um, and then, moving on, you know, we had earlier in the episode, Sam uh, uh, decides not to take up the Captain America mantle. He leaves the, the shield to the Smithsonian for their Captain America exhibit. Yep. Um, because he felt that no one... Other than Steve yep. is the right person to take that up. So then, at the end of the episode, they announced they they introduced the world to the new Captain America. Yeah, I saw pictures of that game before. Yeah, um, played by Wyatt Russell, Kurt Russell's son. Now, a lot of people don't, you know, you know, a lot of people are like, and this is another one where people are completely missing it, where they're like, well, he didn't want it, so whatever. It's like, no, it's not. Like, this is clearly a racial thing. He he thought it was the right decision to have no one take it up. And they completely ignored this so they could give it to some white guy. 
You don't get to choose who Captain America is. Except just after, Captain America. After, after telling Sam this is the right thing to do when he gives up the shield, it wasn't... The, it, they, they're not saying the right thing to do is that no one should have it. They're saying the right thing to do is that you shouldn't have it. Mm-hmm. And people being like, well, stop making it about race. Stop making it about race. Like, that's Falcon's story. He's the first mainstream black superhero in the comics. When he became Captain America, a big part of his story was what does it mean to be black and Captain America? <laughs> to be that symbol. You got a lot of people looking up to you. Exactly. And on top of that, this new this new character, not a lot of people know about, about him because we see him for like 15 seconds. He doesn't say anything. This new character is John Walker. Uh, in the comics... He has also gone by a U.S. agent um, and the Patriot. He's I've heard of the Patriot. he's he's a well no wait 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 no the Patriot is someone else he's he had like Patriot in his name though but he's not the Patriot okay. the Patriots like um, other characters but he's a he's a he's he's a nationalist um, in the in the comics. And he's not great. He's not a great dude. He sucks. Um, now, so I'm just, I'm just upset that people can't, like, they don't understand the subtle commentary on race here. They'd rather push being, it under the rug and say it's not their problem. It's not. Exactly, exactly. And, um, and it's just people are like, no, it's not about, it's like, it, and if anyone tries to tell me I'm reading too much into it, uh, I'm not because the head writer of the show said he wanted to tell a tell a story about race through Sam's arc. So, um, anyway, moving on from that, a few other things uh, in the show that I that I'm looking forward to based on what we've seen so far. Um, they're obviously setting up Zemo's return. We know Zemo's coming back. Um, but now we know that Bucky has some sort of amends he wants to make regarding Zemo. We see, uh, in his note, in his list of names, uh, Zemo is in there. So, we'll see what Bucky wants to do there. Um, another, another big one is this new character of, of Torres, uh, Sam's military buddy. Um, in the comics, he becomes the new Falcon when Sam becomes Captain America. So I expect that we'll see that taken up as well. Now, however, what makes him different is he, his wings are uh, are real. He gets injected with uh, with bird DNA, and turns into a human bird hybrid. And maybe we'll see that. Maybe we won't. Maybe they'll just give him you know the pack and be like, because we know the MCU is no stranger to to changing up origins. Um, mm-hmm. For example, in the comics, Sam Wilson has bird telepathy. That's clearly not in the MCU. Yeah. Instead, it's just a robot bird. So, or more of like a drone, really, that's like vaguely bird-shaped, you know? So. That's interesting. I didn't know that he had actual just bird wings. Yeah. Um, yeah, in the, in the, in the comics, Red Wing is an actual bird that he shares a telepathic connection with. (laughs) Interesting, to say the least. Yeah. Yeah. Um, but yeah, so that's all, that's all interesting there. Um, but this wasn't the only uh, new Marvel content we got this week, because if you play, uh, the Avengers game, then you saw... Uh, the release of Hawkeye's uh, new story update and character release and everything. And it was all right. <laughs> like, it was okay. Um, like, it's it's a fun addition to the story. It makes you wonder where the story is continuing to go. But, you know, the big... I think the big um, problem with it is just how slow new content is coming out, and that's a big complaint a lot of people have had. And Square slash Crystal Dynamics have tried to uh, 
use that up a little bit, they, on the day that that released, they also did a presentation announcing a ton of uh, Square Enix related stuff. They announced, you know, a Lara Croft collection. They announced the, the new Life is Strange. Uh, but they also finally, for the first time, have put out a roadmap for the Avengers game. Um, with detailing what future updates they hope to implement. And I was honestly really happy to see that it's not only characters. That they're, that they're trying to, to fill out the space and put out new content in between these big character story releases. Um, and some of them also have their own story with them. So the, the first update is the Tachyon Anomaly, which will allow um, multiple of the same character to be uh, present in gameplay, which I feel like is kind of their answer to the dwindling multiplayer, mm-hmm. trying to help more. You'd be like, okay, well now you can play as the same character, so that'll help you match up quicker for games, you know? Mm-hmm. Um, next up is the uh, Red Room update, which they said should come out around the same time as the Black Widow movie. Um, and that update will also bring the, the MCU uh, skins with it, or at least the MCU-inspired outfits, because they probably don't get the likenesses for the actors. But, um, And that's a little story update involving uh, Black Widow, which is cool to see that characters that are already in the game get story updates, and it's not only when they're introduced. That's also cool to see. Um, now, what I'm wondering is, because, like, literally, like, an hour before we started recording, uh, Disney delayed Black Widow. Uh, it's been delayed to July 9th, which was the date previously set for Shang-Chi, which has now been delayed to September 3rd. Luckily, luckily keeping Eternals at its November spot, so they're not shifting everything. Um, which, like, I get it. It's just, like... Vaccinations won't quite be there in May, you know? No. So, not everyone's going to feel comfortable going to the theater, so I understand. Um, yeah, I probably won't feel comfortable going to a theater until end of the year, next spring, to be honest. Mm-hmm. Interesting. Well, um, but, um, I don't know, I don't think we talked about this before, but, but basically, um, Joe Biden said that, um, about vaccine rollout he wants all states tribes and territories to allow everyone over 18 to be able to register for their vaccine by may 1st i think he i think he's pushing that out there so i think that means you know most of us reasonable people should be able to be fully vaccinated by the end of the summer so i think they just wanted to push it those couple months and be like okay People, you know, people, vaccine rollout will be picking up then, but it won't be quite enough by May 4th. Let's just delay it a couple months, let people go out there. And for the people that still aren't comfortable, it is also coming to Disney Plus Premier Access, which, you know, I've complained about Disney Plus Premier Access before. You know, paying 30 extra dollars on top of the service I already pay for is ridiculous just to watch one movie. Um, especially when HBO Max is doing these day and date things for free. Um, at no extra, I, I, I should say at no extra charge, because you yep. still have to buy the HBO Max subscription, but it's ridiculous. Um, that said, we'll see how I'm feeling about it. If I'm not feeling comfortable enough to go to the theater, I very well may. That may be the one movie where I am willing to Risky. spend that money. Um, however, I'm also, I'm also going to try to see it at a drive-in, if possible, because that's... You know. Drive-ins are the best. Drive-ins are great. Drive-ins are wonderful. Um, they're they're really they're really cool. Um, but yeah, so I so going back to the to the game, um, I'm not sure if they plan to put that content out in May when the game was supposed to be when the movie was supposed to be released. <laughs> Sorry, the puppy that I that I was handed earlier has started to whine. What's wrong, baby? What's wrong, Mackie, baby? Um, or if they plan to put it out in July, I'm going to guess May, because I don't think, you know, they're being given this, like, information from Disney. 
about like what the plans are. So, um, moving on from that, the next thing on the list was uh, a new villain sector that continues the story with one of the villains from the game get a new fight against her. Um, some further continuation of the story, which we saw some of the threads that'll come up there in Hawkeye's update regarding like the cosmic cube and everything. So we'll see what comes up with that. Um, after that, the next update was going to be Wasteland Patrols. So we're adding a patrol mode to the game, um, which you're a Monster Hunter fan. I know that's a thing in Monster Hunter. I yep. think they're looking to have something similar to that. That'd be sick. Um, so that could be that that could be cool. And then um, announced for later this year. Which I don't I don't expect until honestly July at the earliest. Um, Black Panther. I saw the picture. Of That's Black the next Panther. character. That actually looks really cool. The suit is awesome. Yes. Um, it's supposed to be like a very big story update with like a new area, new new enemy types, new all sorts of stuff. Which thank God because they just the the game is just like in need of simple things like new enemy types. I'm tired of fighting the same aim robots over and over again. It's like we're in the future and all the enemies are still just aim robots. It's. Like, literally, we're in, like, the, the, the dystopian future. Are so, there mountains stuck in the game? No. Because that'd be really cool if they let you ride one of those rhinos and you find it. Hmm, that could be cool. I, I, I might be a little hard to implement, because you got, you, got, you got flying characters anyway. You got Iron Man, you got Thor. Mm -hmm. They can fly. Um, but, yeah, so, so it's nice to see an actual roadmap. It's, it's a little disappointing that character release is still so slow but i am i am happy to see that there is still content coming in between that mm -hmm. um but i also think not you know maybe not every character needs to come with new story um you know a character like war machine doesn't need a whole like you know new story thing just throw them in there and and you know any any rel uh relative things like you want to add to it do through like just some dialogue or whatever because mm -hmm. um, they have they have they have those moments where like they, they you're sitting in an elevator and a loading screen has happened your characters will just talk to each other so they could they could throw out some of that lore that way I'm a sucker for stuff like that I'm not gonna lie like the little subtle subtle stuff they put in yeah it's nice there's there's a lot of good good stuff like that in the game um so yeah, I I I really hope this game could turn around because because again, like we like we said last episode, um, it should have been a cash grab and they just fucked up the release so bad. Mm -hmm. And I really hope they can just get it get it back going. Oh, and also, you know, somewhere in there, we're gonna get Spider Man for the PlayStation version of the game. So oh, yeah. I did hear about that too. I yeah, think that popped up on my Twitter feed. He is he is exclusive to the to the PlayStation version though, so that's probably why they didn't talk about him in the in the event. That kind of bugs me a little bit. Well, Sony Sony wanted the Sony wanted the the push. They're the ones who came to who came to them and were like, "Hey, let's make Spider Man an exclusive character." You know, Microsoft could have done the same thing and gotten an exclusive character of their own if they wanted it. But Microsoft has just been really weird about exclusivity lately. Like they just don't care. You know, there's, like, no game that you can only play on Xbox. Like, because cause they're, they're all, like, launching on PC as well, which, like, cool. Like, that's awesome that those games are available more, but, but where's the push for me to buy an Xbox? I have no reason to want to buy an Xbox. I have a PC. Granted, a PC is more expensive, of course. But, you know, if I already have one, I'm going to go for PlayStation. That they they have the exclusives, and of course Nintendo. But I just kind of consider Nintendo like a separate thing because yeah. their exclusivity is so different, you know. Yep. They almost um, almost exclusively do exclusives nowadays. Right. Well, and that's because they don't really get the third party support because they always have like the different type of of hardware. And when they do, people aren't going there for the third party support. They're going there for the exclusives. Yep. Um. Which, you know, 
you're not going to get your Marios, your Zeldas, your Pokemons anywhere else. So, <laughs> And that's why people eat it up. Exactly. Which, you know, Nintendo, I think, has maybe gotten a little, in the past few years, a little too, uh, too into that. I think, you know, some of these prices that they're trying to charge for for re-releases are a bit much. Yes. Um, yes. Skyward Sword HD for $60. When it came out on the Wii for 50 And came with a controller, I'm pretty sure. And, yeah, it came with a controller. Uh, Metopia for 50 When it was a 3DS game. It's, yeah, uh... That's the thing and then you look at, like like... What they're doing these like Halo collections, three games for forty dollars, but that they put like actual like work into completely remastering, not just yep. upscaling the textures like Nintendo does. And it's like, come on, really? Super Mario Three D All Stars has like a limited release and everything, and you're trying to sixty bucks for it and all that. Which, by the way, limited release. I'd love to talk about that next week, because this false scarcity thing is like just a a problem. <laughs> Well, it's also it's also just it's not a profitable time though because there's no holidays around yeah well well the reason that they that the date is specifically March 31st is because that's the end of the fiscal year for Nintendo so they want to push as many sales as they can before the end of that so if they're like oh it's not available after then well then people are gonna have to buy it before then so but that's just not consumer friendly Mackie you're okay you're okay, yeah, yeah. Oh, I know, you just want to run around and everything. But you pee on floors, and this is a carpet. That's not allowed. It's not okay. That's an illegal move. <laughs> so you stay in my lap. It's okay, we'll be done recording soon. Um, but yeah, how long have we been going? I don't know, because we had to split it into two segments, uh, but I think we got like 10 minutes left or something. Yeah, we got a I think we've been going for about 40-45 minutes. Cool. Let's let's go for another 10 minutes. Talk about your lizards. I know you wanted to talk a bit more about lizards, yeah. so... Uh, yeah, I got some lizards. They're pretty cool. Yeah? Um, got a couple of bearded dragons. Um, got a skink. Um, not just lizards, too. I have a snake, a tortoise, and a couple of turtles, so... That's kind of, awesome. I'm kind of building a collection here. <laughs> that's awesome. That's, a, that's an expensive hobby to take care of yeah, so many animals, isn't it? Probably in just a collection, not buying food with like terrariums, enclosures, vivariums, paludariums. The reptiles themselves have probably got about 10k into it. Damn. So, yeah. Yeah, it's not a it's a fulfilling hobby, but it is definitely something that not everybody. Um, it's not an easily accessible <laughs> hobby. At the same time. For sure. For I mean, sure. Um, one big thing too with the hobby is like oh my god Mackie Mackie <laughs> I'm sorry she's like climbing all over my shoulders right now and she's dogs like gonna... are gonna be dogs I know that's not a dog thing that's a cat thing I don't know what she's doing I know but you know my dog does the same thing I you're lucky you're like a little baby Mackie <laughs> because once you're a big girl like your sister <laughs> oh my god get back here <laughs> Mackie! Mackie! That's my bed. You're not gonna pee on my bed. She can watch me. <laughs> um, speaking of dogs, I hope I'm not too far away from the microphone as I pick her back up, but speaking of uh, dogs and her sister, um, she, has a, she has a big sister that we've, hey, we've had for longer. She is a, a breeding dog. They're both breeding dogs, actually, but Mackie here is not old enough to, to breed. Um, but it was it was it was through the through the breeders. Um, basically, my parents don't have to pay for the dogs. We just we're just the guardians of them, and then once they retire from breeding, we'll actually own them. That's kind of sick. Yeah. Um, so, so Breeze, her older sister, is, is off right now taking care of, of babies. She should be home, uh, within the next couple days, though. Good. Um, she had a huge litter. She had nine puppies. That was a big litter. They had to, they had to separate them because she wasn't producing enough milk for all of them. They had to, like, give three of her puppies to a, to a different mom 
to take care of. Poor baby. Yeah. I mean, poor Breeze. <laughs> yeah. Not, trying to have nine puppies? Like, she, she had... She was not getting, like, any time to herself because there was... There, before they separated them, there was always um, someone drinking from her. Mm-hmm. So. That's not... That's very physically draining. Oh, yeah. My dog's just a little asshole. <laughs> so I think I think they were lucky that there was there was another dog who had just had a, a much smaller litter, so they were able to merge the litters pretty successfully. Good. That's what you like to hear. Yeah. yeah dog breeding is intense. Yeah. I you know, I have my thoughts on, on dog breeding, you know, I still I still think that like mm, maybe we should shouldn't do so much dog breeding when there's so many so many dogs, you know, in in um, in shelters and everything, but at the same time, I'm also like, yeah, but those dogs that are being bred still deserve love, so we can't just not support it, you know? Yeah. Because then that leaves all those dogs. In the so same it, place it, that the ones you want to rescue are in. Yeah. So it. It's okay. It's okay. <laughs> you smell so stinky. <laughs> you smell like pee. Did you pee on your legs? Um, anyway. Puppies are known to do that. (laughs) Puppies are known to do that. Um, but yeah, animals are awesome. I love animals. Honestly, the best things in the world. Not an understatement. Not, not an understatement at all. Um, but yeah, we, we talk, we talk about a lot. I think we can, we can end this one a little early. I think we're, we're winding down here. Um... But yeah, yeah, we talked about again a lot of superhero stuff. I expect that to be a a very you know heavy topic just throughout every episode, pretty much. Mm-hmm. Um, Godzilla vs Kong comes out next week, so I'd love to talk about that. I'm so stupidly excited for that. Um, yeah, that should be that should be an an, an interesting one. Oh yeah. Um, yeah, I I loved. Uh, I loved Skull Island and King of the Monsters, the first Godzilla movie, like within the like in this continuity. Um, it was so well, I, it was too boring. Hey, don't chew my headphones. Um, it was just it was so boring. I don't understand, and that, I didn't understand how how King of the Monsters was getting worse reviews than the first one. They were like, oh, it's just it's just big monster fights. They don't care about the human stuff at all. It's like a the human stuff in King of the Monsters is way more interesting than the human stuff in. Uh, the first one, and B, it's a fucking Godzilla movie. Yeah. What do you mean the mon? What? You-, <laughs> you go there for the monster fights? Yeah, I'm not going there. <laughs> that's that's the point of them. So, I don't know. Um, I just hope there's like st- they there's actually like a real like winner, and they don't do some bullshit. <laughs> well, I mean, it's like. I'm a huge King Kong fan. One of my best friends, Joey, he's a huge Godzilla fan. Godzilla's going to win. I'm sorry, bud. Godzilla's yep. going to win. Yeah, no, I texted him and I was like, this isn't even a fair fucking fight. No. I mean, even even when they give Kong this plot armor of this, of this like, axe or whatever, it's like, it's like... Yeah, what's the, what's, got lasers, though, bro. Like, yeah, exactly. What's the, what's the one picture I loved? It was, um, I saw it on Twitter. It's just like people like at a zoo looking at a gorilla and the gorilla looks like it's talking to them just in the pose and it just says i mean i'll try but it's a fucking radioactive dinosaur yeah yeah <laughs> that's really all it boils down to <laughs> radioactive dinosaur versus big monk that's it monk what's the i i did i did like the one though it's like it's like Godzilla versus kong how's that even because how's that even gonna work out godzilla's a, a giant dinosaur and then and someone responded Yes, but King Kong is monkey. He's monkey. Ah, yeah. so it shall be a fair fight then. <laughs> yeah. What is that? What's that from? I think it was like a Tumblr post or something. Oh, no, it was a fucking... The Bidoof meme from forever ago. With mm-hmm. Arceus and Arceus and, uh, like, Dalga and Palkia uh, and Giratina and everybody. And it's like a level 100 Bidoof. Yeah. yeah. That's, that's a good meme. Anyway, uh, thank you everybody for listening. Uh, 
if you want more from us, uh, I'm on Twitter at crystal underscore underscore rivers. That's a two underscores, which is also my handle on Twitch. I play all sorts of games, Kingdom Hearts, Nintendo. Uh, I've started doing a, a weekly stream series on Mondays where I just pick two random games I own and play them for a couple hours each. And that's really fun. That gets me playing. Because I, I just have a ton of games that I own that I would never play otherwise. So this gets me, gets me trying them out. Um... So yeah, Colton, where can they find you? And also, the Twitter handle you gave last time was not correct, because I tried to find you on Twitter, and that wasn't it. Um, I know my Insta account is MediumBoyWalnut, and uh, my Twitter account is, we shall find out, WalnutQuinn. WalnutQuinn, okay. And I post post music on there, too. Cool, I'll give you a follow right now, so don't forget. Um... But yeah, uh, if you want to support us, I think we have a... Ugh. How the fuck do you spell Quinn? Uh, Q-U-I-N-N. That's fine at nothing for me. Are you like private or something? Might. Mm. Well, anyway... <laughs> Uh, if you want to support us, we might have a page on our anchor.fm where you can uh, make a monthly contribution. I don't know. I think maybe I still have to set that up. Who knows? Um, or you can leave a voice message and we might play it. So that's cool. But we're going to say goodbye now. So goodbye. Adios. Adios.